welcome to Tech Talks, the People and Planet podcast. Today, I'm joined by Andrew Wadsworth, the Managing Partner at Sustainable Ventures. Hi, Andrew, how are you? Uh, great, fine. Uh, nice to be here this afternoon. So, uh, Thanks for joining uh, really us. Looking forward, looking forward to this. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. You, you know, it's, it's going to be slightly different for us, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it for that reason. Usually we have founders of startups that are, are you know, helping people and planet with their products. Your business is slightly different, so it'd be great to unwrap that throughout the show. Um, so let, let's dive straight in then. You know, tell us a little bit more about Sustainable Ventures. What's the problem that you guys solve with, with the company mission? Yes, yeah, so Sustainable Ventures, we started in 2011 uh, with a vision of developing commercial solutions to the challenges of climate change and resource scarcity. And we've basically stuck at that mission ever since. Um, so our original business model was a, a basically a venture lab. So you mentioned about um, the founders and, and sort of startups and, and yeah. people solving problems. Um, for the first five years, we were basically, we, we were on that side of things. Uh, we started... Um, company called eCar Club, which is actually a car sharing club, which we sold to Europe Car in 2015. Uh, Power Vault, which is domestic energy storage, um, and um, a company called Airx, which is sort of smart air bricks. So, you know, a lot of the time we were basically on the same side as most of your the people you would interview yeah. and, and people, your listeners um, in terms of, yeah, out there looking for money and, and, and stuff like that. So we basically used that, uh, the experience we've built and the networks that I've built over 20 years in the sector um, to move to our sort of set, our, our new model, which is basically kind of an incubator of uh, kind of climate tech startups. So over time, we've basically now supported over 500 companies uh, in the sector. Um, and um, we do that in a variety of ways. Um, we, um, we have an investment arm. So we've made nearly 50 investments uh, into it at this pre-seed stage, um, yeah. which makes us one of the most active investors in the, in the space. Um, we have a workspace, uh, basically, uh, built a sort of a, a Europe's largest cluster of clean tech startups in um, here in County Hall, Old County Hall in London. Um, and we're looking to replicate those those workspaces across the UK. We can come back to that later. Yeah. Um, and um, and we also have a support arm, which is where we work with um, regional, national and local governments to provide business support, particularly to companies in the early stage. Um, so we've been doing that for about six, seven years. Um, and um, yes, and uh, supported probably over 300 companies to provide free advice to that side of things. It's so, really interesting, isn't it? Because, it, you know, a lot of the people that I deal with certainly have these brilliant, brilliant ideas um, and perhaps are really, really good at, you know, building a product or having the actual, you know, the science behind it, perhaps. But not necessarily do they have the experience, certainly, in, 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 in scaling, in you know, starting off in the logistics and all of those other things that it takes to run a business, um, which is where you guys come in, I assume. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I say it's, it's based on our kind of our own sort of experience of yeah. where we, where we needed support. So, for example, you know, R and D tax credit claims, um, we basically had to do it ourselves, and there was nobody out there with a sector specialist that could could do that one. And therefore, we said, okay, let's take that, package it up, and use that experience to help people. Because you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly that come from the sector, have a lot of experience about the, their particular product or service. Um, but actually, the kind of the nuts and bolts, um, you know, the, the, the sort of 150 or so things you need to do to get a company all the way through from beer mat to exit, 
um, we can we can solve solve that problem for them, um, and also use our network that we've built over over time, um, you know, to provide stuff that we areas we don't support. But you know, in terms of sort of finding investment and um, and so on, we've, we've probably got one of the largest largest sort of networks across the whole of Europe. Yeah, Sounds great. Um, and unwrap um, the ecosystem part of the service for us a little bit. I was I was interested to learn, to learn more about that when I was looking at the website. Um, yes. Yeah, so say, at, at the core of what we do are, are the, the, the sort of fantastic entrepreneurs we work with. I say it's five hundred and growing at a, at a, at a, bright, at a at, you know accelerating rate. Um, and um, so although, you know, I described some of the things we how we support people, um, you know, it, it's the it's the integration of those uh, that really that's why the ecosystem really comes together. Uh, and because we've exclusively focused um, on on the kind of climate tech sector, you know, we don't do anything else. Don't ask me about fintech or anything else like that. I just I'm a complete idiot on that. Hardly. Um, but because of that, you know, everybody's got the same sort of mission um, and therefore, you know, what we do, and so particularly around the workspace, we build these kind of huge communities of people um, and encourage kind of peer-to-peer -peer support. Um, so companies at later stages, you know, the marketing director, you know, they can afford it, you know, they've raised enough money to actually employ a professional marketing director, can come and help some of the small startups as well. Um, and that's what we do. So that's why we're trying to, I mentioned about Manchester, trying to replicate that kind of community. Yes. Um, of you know because you know, starting starting a business in climate tech is quite a hard thing to do and uh, so we understand that uh, but it's always a lot easier if you've got other people who are doing similar kind of things and can share customers and investors and etc etc et absolutely and i guess this kind of leads on to my my next question around your your sort of uh, marketing for, for to get more businesses involved and it is that community aspect isn't it you know, and I, I assume it's word of mouth. It's it's all of that, perhaps old school marketing, if you will. Yeah, I think so. Um, I have to say, marketing's not my, uh, my not my sort of strong point. Um, fortunately, I've employed we've employed some fantastic people uh, who can help us with that one. But yeah, the the um, you know, I say regressively, it's still quite a small sector, um, and a lot of you say you mentioned word of mouth. That's probably our biggest. Mm. um biggest reference um i say whether that's in workspaces people say oh you know, this is a really cool place to be with loads of other equally sort of driven people why don't you come and you know why don't you why don't you base yourself here rather than the sort of we work um and um yeah and also again we you know because of that we um uh we have a basically sort of a 90 plus uh uh, net promoter score across everything we do really. so it's building that value um and um yeah and it's sort of it's said from a marketing point trying to communicate that you know you know your success is our success you know we, we, ultimately we're an enabler of people delivering these fantastic delivering all the impact um and um so yes through that we um yeah we recognize that you know we, we're just we're we're just merely one of the one of the ways we can help um and you know, therefore, a lot of our marketing is around the success stories of the people like Enzo and Nopla, um, and um, yeah, and say hundreds of other companies um, in terms of what, you know, what what they've achieved, whether they've raised funds, whether they've delivered projects, that kind of stuff. That's that's really where our, our marketing is really down to. This is what our customers have achieved, or this is how we've helped customers achieve yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I like it. Um, so you mentioned at the start of the show that you've been around since 2011. 
Um, you also said that, you know, climate tech is still a relatively small space, um, obviously growing. How have you, you know, in the last, what are we on now, 12, 13 years, how have you seen that industry change and develop? Yeah, um, yeah, so without wanting to sound too old, uh, I'll maybe go back a step. So my like, previously, I worked for the Carbon Trust. So I've, I've basically been in the kind of, um, I guess, the climate tech sector as it is now uh, for 20 years. Right. Um, so I've seen um, it you know, going, going through the sort of first clean tech boom, uh, which is sort of uh, 2005, 2007, uh, when a lot of venture capital money came into it, into the sector. So that sort of boom and bust. Um, um, so, yeah, l learning from that in terms of, uh, the, you know, the kinds of businesses that we now work with are, are very different to, to where they were. There used to be sort of lots of, sort of wave devices and, and renewables, whereas now kind of sustainability and climate change is, is significantly broader. It touches every every single bit of society. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, it has evolved quite a lot. Uh, I'd say probably uh, like the last three or four years um, are where, um, yeah, well, I'd say just about everybody has got this concept of net zero and sort of the, the need to sort of really act, whether, whether that's driven by, you know, severe weather events, but generally consumers are are very aware of it and actually broadly very supportive. You know, obviously there's lots of sort of uh, news at the moment about people stepping back from the, the, this transition to a net zero economy, but by and large, that consumer support seems to be pretty much unchanged. Um, so certainly when I started, um, you know, you, you, you the first presentation you, you know, as part of your presentation, any presentation you gave, you had to put a chart showing the temperature rises and sort of yes. basically trying to sell that the climate change is a problem. Um, these days, you know, if you put up, if you start to go, if you went to a conference and put up a, a you know, a, a temperature rise graph, um, people would be looking and going, what, what, you know, why are you telling <laughs> us what you know? So yeah, it sort of shows, shows a bit of naivety at the moment, whereas you, you can actually now just take it as completely red. Um, but so because of that, I think over the last two, three years, it really has developed. And I think when we started in 2011, um, you know, used to use the phrase, you know, um, in terms of fashion, you know, green was not the new black. Um, so it was not a very fashionable thing to do. Um, you know, but when I said I've started a company in, in sort of uh, sustainable ventures, people would look at it and go, what, what on earth is that? Whereas nowadays, people instinctively, you know, get it. When, when you talk about what, yeah, what even that word sustainability wasn't around so much was it you know 10 15 years ago mm -hmm. yeah. and, and how have you seen you know have you have you seen an increase uh, an increasing trend in the amount of startups that are coming into the space then yeah i think so i mean i um i would say these days um yeah it's, it's now almost a sector of choice uh particularly for young people um who've grown up and you know, have you know i guess sort of you know have been through university or doing PhDs, um, where you know they're very aware of the need for climate change and want to do something about it, and therefore, you know, I say ten years ago, you, if you did a startup, it would be in fintech or or just general tech. Whereas yeah. now, people you know, people want to do something, want to use their talents and their sort of entrepreneurial passion to actually do something for good, um, and so we're seeing a, a growing number of, um, of startups. Um, so, for example, um, when we did our first accelerator fund back in 2017, we probably looked at about 100 sort of pre-seed startups or, or considered in terms of our pipeline. Uh, this year, we probably looked at 1,500. Oh, wow. Um, 
So that's a, yeah, that's, that's one measure of just how much you know how how many you know, new new things are coming through the through the pipeline. It's an interesting one, isn't it? And I think I think the the the, the dip, that generation that you're talking about, um, you know, that have that have graduated fairly recently, but certainly in my experience, you know, really want that impactful mission. They really want to be able to give back with this with their skills and experience, whether it's in whether it's in climate, which is super super popular, um, or the other one, you know, digital health. Um, you know, but anything really, and that's, that's clearly the, all around the show, the people and planet aspect of it. Um, yeah. And that's why, you know. Well, I agree. I mean, it's, it's one, of the, one of the, you know, one of the absolute joys I, I like, uh, you know, people talk about coming back into the office. I love coming to back into the office because everybody here is basically tackling climate change. Um, and you, you, you get that sort of that, that sort of energy. Um, really comes off over. It's an absolute pleasure working with all of them. Um, it almost feel like a big team environment, you know. Although it's you know it's X amount of separate companies. How many how many different companies perhaps are in the in the London site? So the moment we've got over a hundred companies uh, well, and probably probably about a thousand uh, what we call members, so people who work for those companies. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, and say so some of them are you know looking at. Um, you know, air pollution from tyres. I mentioned Enzo, for example. Uh, we've got Undo that's looking at uh, carbon sequestration. Uh, you've got Airex here who are looking at sort of uh, tackling fuel poverty by um, through energy efficiency. Um, yeah. So all of them doing something slightly different, but they all have that common that common yeah, mission. That's right. and, and, and and funnily enough, Undo were on the on the podcast last year as well. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, it was on there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're tenants. They're tenants. Um, our biggest problem with undo is um, if they raise the next round, whether we'll have enough space for them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, nice. Nice problem to have as a. As a, as a <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, look, we touched on it before, though. Um, what, what's next? What's What's coming up that's exciting? Yeah. So in. Um, in October, after 12 and a half years of bootstrapping Sustainable Ventures, uh, we finally took equity investment from Barclays Sustainable Impact Capital. Okay. Um, and um, that's that's three million pounds. Um, and we're basically using that to expand uh, our from London out into out into um, the UK regions. So first up is, is Manchester. We've been working on a site there um, near um uh, on the site of the old UMIST um, uh, sort of lecture theatres and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're aiming to open that in late summer this year. Um, that'll be probably, I don't know, probably about 50 or so companies in, in, in the clean tech space um, and maybe sort of 500 or so pe people working there. Um, and um, yeah, and then we'll obviously link that with we've got some various sort of support programs coming from uh, uh, the various sort of Manchester councils and um, and so on. So that allows to provide support to companies even if they aren't ready ready to raise investment. Um, and we're also looking to then expand our our range of investment funds um, so we can make many more pre-seed investments. Um, yeah. Really, at that sort of stage, the you know, pre-revenue stage, where um, you know companies need particularly hardware companies really need that support and yes. that investment to bring. So again, it's just bringing, you talked about the ecosystem earlier, it's bringing all those different things that, you know, whatever it takes to move them further forwards. Um, and we'll base that, we'll base that around a community based based around Manchester. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
and, and you know, being from the city myself, I'm sure that that sort of um, community feel would really bode well here as well, because that's the sort of thing that you know people would really buy into. Um, and look, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing this with my Manchester network as well, and um, yeah. you know, hopefully we can get some good listeners. Um, Andrew, it's all we've got time for. Um, thanks so much for joining us. It's been really insightful, as I thought it would be. Um, guys, this is Andrew Wadsworth from Sustainable Ventures. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks very much for your time. Cheers. Bye.